and welcome to episode 12 of the Rapid Ascent podcast. It's a very good morning this morning to the general manager of Rapid Ascent, Sam Maffet, and the founder of Rapid Ascent, John Jacoby. Welcome, guys. Morning, Ben. Yes, good morning. Morning, Ben. Unprecedented times, to say the least, out there at the moment. It's been a really tough month for Rapid Ascent, a lot happening in the office and outside of the office. Uh, we've got stage three restrictions introduced today in Victoria. Can you give us, I guess, starting with you, Sam, just your general take on events the past month and how it's affected you and Rapid Ascent and even your family, your friends? Just give us a, a quick rundown. Oh, sure, Ben. Look, at um, you know, it's it's this coronavirus situation is hitting everybody very hard, and you know, and whilst. We've had some changes that we'll talk about in a moment. You know, all listeners and I think the whole world are going through some major changes and we're, you know, rec- trying to provide recognition to everybody. And, you know, one of the major changes being that we're obviously recording this each working from our home offices. You know, normally we sit to uh, share an office together in Torquay, but, um, um, you know, we're not recording that right now and, and it's a sign of the times really, isn't it? So, but no, look, it has hit Rapid Ascent very hard. Um We've had to cancel one of our events that was supposed to be held in a week's time. Uh, we've post, we've been the X Adventure Dunsborough events. We've um, postponed another event to be held in Western Australia, also the Margaret River Ultra Marathon, which was going to be in May, but is now postponed to October. Uh, and a couple of events, uh, three or more events that we're contracted to run for other people, have also been cancelled uh, that were to be held uh, well last weekend and and throughout March, April, and May as well. So. No, it's certainly having a major impact to our um, our events and our industry. And for you, John, the founder of the business back in 2006, I do believe, around then, have you ever seen anything like this in your 15 years of rapid ascent and I, I guess now 25, 30 years of adventure racing? Uh, no, is <laughs> the blunt answer. Um, I guess rapid ascent, as you say, we founded in 2004. Uh, in the 15, 16 years of the business, we've never cancelled an event. Uh, yes, we've had to make some amendments and adjustments, but uh, this is just another whole level up, really, if you call it up. Um, so, yeah, just amazing. I was actually uh, out the other day and just riding my bike and it had that feeling. as It felt like Christmas morning, just that total dead feeling of uh, no one around, nothing happening. Um, so, yeah, quite a quite a bizarre feeling, really. Well, Christmas morning without the presents. I thought Christmas morning is actually normally a pretty happy time, John, but not uh, <laughs> not not out on the trails. Isn't, you mean that, as in the quietness? Everyone's normally at home yeah, on Christmas, Christmas morning. and Christmas morning if you go out for your morning training session, which you should do because it's a nice time to go out. There's no one around. But, um, yeah, I think every morning might be like Christmas morning uh in the coming weeks if not worse yeah we understand what you mean there john for sure and i think you're the only bloke that trains on christmas day <laughs> now we know what you're up to on christmas day but uh, yeah, i guess we can start with you know restrictions of stage three restrictions have come in this morning uh, in victoria you know it's fair to say this is pretty much day-to-day management isn't it it's not like we have a a three-month window where we know exactly what we're doing. Is it fair to say it's day-to-day management for you guys at the moment with regard to events? Yeah, very much so. And I think that's the biggest challenge for everyone is just not knowing what's going to happen and not having any sort of 
timeline on it. You know, it's it's not as if oh well everything's back to normal on the thirty first of May or the thirtieth of July or whatever. It's it's just open ended at this stage, and um, I think it will be open ended for quite some time. And um, even as we approach the end of it, I still don't think there'll be firm dates set in place. Um, so it's, as you say, going to be very much a case of management on a day-to-day basis and changes of policies and changes of procedures and how we go about doing things. Yeah, the, the first event that, the first victim, I guess, was X Adventure, which was due to go ahead uh, this weekend. Can you give us some of the explanation behind the cancellation of X Adventure and you know people have been offered a, a credit to other events, uh, the Eagle Bay Epic specifically later in the year or a total refund. What have what have participants participants been doing? They've been taking the refund or are they trying to get a credit for some future um, date? Um, we've probably had around I guess sixty percent take the refund. Um, and then the remainder take a credit or roll it over to the next year's event or to another rapid ascent event. Um, so we didn't really know what to expect, I guess, on that. Um, but whichever way you look at it, it's still it's still a bit of a major a major hit and a, a major event that we have to, um, I guess, work around and manage and um, make sure that we've still got an event to run in 12 months time i guess and that's that's yeah. a reflection of our cancellation policy for all of our events actually ben is um that if if we cancel the event then competitors are entitled to a, a full refund um not even including a, any administration fee we, we're willing to refund the full amount uh as a cash refund or back onto their credit card or what have you or a, a transferal across to uh, to hold that as a credit that they can use as an ent- for an entry fee to any future event. Um, so, so yes, you know, m- we have also received, I must admit, some just simply lovely messages from competitors saying, you know, how sorry they are it's been cancelled, how, um, uh, but understanding they are of the situation. And, and some have even said, well, you know, Rapid Ascent, I'm happy for you to keep half the entry fee, um, you know, in light of the, the losses that we're incurring. And I guess maybe even our, no generosity at giving people back their entry fee. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of sympathy and, and thought out there from our competitors and, and understanding, you know, around the situation. Yeah, it's great to see. There's been a lot of comments on social media as well, in addition to, I guess, the inbox is full right now, but lots of good comments coming through on social media. So we should stress that point that people do get a credit back or to a future events or their money back. There's been a few events I've seen that aren't giving any money back. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't understand that. I don't. It's first of all, it's illegal. It's from, from my understanding of consumer law, you have to provide a refund back to someone if they're not getting what they paid for. And secondly, I think it's just it's it's fair. You know, if we're competitors ourselves and events cancelled, yes, there's sympathies and and understanding that it's been cancelled for reasons beyond our control, but um, you know, and I, I've also read some lovely articles in favour of race directors and, you know, yes, we've put a lot of work in and incurred some expense, but, you know, we, we also respect our competitors and what we've offered to provide to them. So, so um, yeah, no, we, we certainly have a policy of providing a refund if people ask for it and, and or a credit for a future event and, you know, hopefully we get to see them again. Yeah, 
And we should point out that that applies too to the Surf Coast Century. So we launched entries for the Surf Coast Century 17 March. Uh, we had over 100 entries, and I think about 70 odd entries for the 100K solo. So anyone who's entered that event and that event doesn't go ahead, it's called off by Rapid Ascent, those people will get a refund. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. No, we. Um... Look, we, we went ahead with that original launch date of the 17th of March. Yes, the situation was changing a lot. And, and like John's mentioned, or the world has mentioned, nobody knows the time frame that we'll be in this sort of lockdown scenario for. But uh, we've obviously got our fingers and toes crossed and hopeful that by the 19th of September that uh, we'll be back up and running on the trails with, with other people as company. And uh, so, yes, we, we launched the event and received a terrific response from participants who who entered in their droves for the first day or two. Uh, since then, things have, you know, closed right down, which is understanding people of, you know, in situations of changes. And, and again, if their situation has changed and they need the money back, then they can contact us and we'll give them a refund, you know, now, even though the event's not cancelled. Um, but we're obviously hopeful that the event will be able to go ahead as planned. And if not, then, you know, we will make a call on it far nearer the time when we know the, uh, the circumstances, uh, what the circumstances are likely to be around the event time in September. Yeah, just too early to call right now. And the X Adventure was the first event to be cancelled. We've we've salvaged the Margaret River Ultra Marathon, albeit it's not going to be in May, but it's going to be 17th of October. Do you want to take us through the rationale and the pressure to I guess the the reasoning behind that, specifically mid October? Well, that was. Um becomes, I guess, very much a juggling act in that we thought that there was sufficient lead time to postpone it. And then it was a matter of, I guess, finding a date that was suitable for stakeholders and uh, ourselves and a whole heap of other parties, really just to, I guess, try and create a workable solution. So uh, we could conduct the event uh, professionally and to our normal standard, and then also provide a good experience for the competitors. You know, I don't think I don't think any of the competitors want to see an event cancelled. And yes, certainly there's going to be instances where people who have entered can't get to the new date for whatever reason. Um, but I think it's still uh, the best possible outcome if we can't run it on the original date. So uh, the 17th of October came up as really the only option um, by the time we talk to national parks and talk to Cheeky Monkey and talk to councils and all those sorts of things. Um, that was, we didn't really have too many options. So that was, that was what we decided to go with. Yeah, I know a lot of people are pumped for that event. I saw a lot of positive comments about that on social media, like a few people that hadn't actually got the training in that they wanted and now they've got the chance to actually get that training in. So that's right. It could be a, it could be an advantage for some people who uh, were a bit late getting going on the training. And you know, October is still a great time of year down in Southwest WA. It's um, springtime and weather can be a bit changeable, but it's generally pretty nice. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Hopefully, that can go ahead in the, in the middle of spring over there in Western Australia. Uh, so X Adventure cancelled, Margaret River postponed the trail running series. Uh, entries due to launch in a couple of weeks. So 
I think the 16th of April from memory for trial running series. Entry is due to launch. It's been pushed back a little bit. I guess this, this is probably the most immediate concern for Rapid Ascent. So yes, the trial running series, we've got some exciting announcements to share with uh, others uh, very soon with that one, Ben. Um, obviously, we're, we're pretty certain we won't be able to conduct all of the races as physical events with people being able to gather together at the uh, national park locations, but we're going to go ahead with uh, a number of events as virtual events with some, uh, I think, some exciting and, and interactive options where people can run themselves uh, individually or currently in groups of two, um, but still feel part of the community of others who are doing the same thing at the same time all around the state. So I think you know, already we're already the society and, you know, personally we're feeling, a, you know, the shortage of community engagement and, and connection with other people and, by mid-June, I think we'll all be pretty frantic to find a way to connect with others. And uh, so some of the ideas we have to conduct the events as virtual events will, we'll, you know, go as far as we all can go to, uh, to, to racing and running and sharing ex and experience with others out on the trails, but not actually doing so physically. So, yeah, we're working on a few ideas and we'll, you know, publicise those very soon. Yeah, it's good to see a few options being explored there for the trail running series. Uh, post the trail running series or during the trail running series in about August, we've got Run Lara Pinta. So NT borders have been closed. The, uh, the Lara Pinta Trail has been closed. Obviously, we don't know for how long, but entries launched for Run Lara Pinta late last year. So this event, we should point out for listeners, is pretty much full up until about a fortnight ago. We're letting in a few, a couple more entries to take account of possible cancellations. But run Lara Pinta, going ahead for now. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, we're again we're in a bit of a wait and see situation with run Lara Pinta. Um, uh, we know everyone has committed a lot of time, uh, money, and effort in training towards uh, run Lara Pinta, and and we want to give everyone the you know the best possible opportunity for the event to go ahead and for that work to be rewarded. Um, we don't feel that to make a hasty decision now is, is the wisest answer when things may change. Uh, they may change for the better, they may change for the worse, but the worst, but we think with five months still to go that it's too early to make a call on, um, on uh, that date, that event. So we're keeping in touch with the stakeholders there and, and the, uh, the regulations both nationally and, and, each, and in each state. And if and when things make a change or, or don't change or we have further updates we'll communicate those updates to the competitors but for the moment i think we're all in a, a wait and see and and hope at the same time for for a positive outcome uh when that event comes around in the, the end of august yeah fingers crossed on that one that event too it's such a massive event and such a niche group of people each year that go up to the northern territory it's an experience not forgotten lightly so well if ever forgotten so Hopefully that goes ahead in spite of the current circumstances. Um, so we mentioned Surf Coast Century briefly at the start. We had the launch day, March 17th. We had about 100 entries in total. Entries have sort of tapered off a little in light of the current circumstances, but Surf Coast Century, fingers crossed as well. Yeah, so again, uh, Surf Coast Century in September or September 19, the scheduled date, um, we're certainly hoping Things will be good by then, but um, it's our intention that if events are still not permitted at that stage, then we would certainly look to postpone to a later date um, both Century and 
run Lara Pinta. Um, and there's, you know, possibilities there, maybe in October, November, even into early December. Um, but probably too early or being a bit uh, hasty to lock those in now. Um, we'll just see how things transpire. And one we missed there is the Redback. So same issue for the Redback. It, that's held a week before Run Lara Pinta. Uh, yes, that's true. Yep. So, um, again, being, you know, just short of five months away, um, we're just monitoring the situation up in the Northern Territory. And I think, you know, to give the Northern Territory credit, they've, by them shutting down their borders and trying to contain things, um, hopefully they have some success with that. And uh, it might be a bit of short-term pain for uh, some long-term gain and um, keeping everyone fit and healthy up there. Yeah, it's obviously a juggling act, so a lot, a lot of events to keep track of there. And fingers crossed, Eagle Bay Epic just goes ahead as usual. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's uh, 7th and 8th in November. And if uh, we're still locked down then, then I think we'll be all admitted into the loony bin. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. And on that note, you know, introducing a little bit of humour and you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of doom and gloom and people are doing it tough. They've lost their jobs. Um, you guys, Sam, as an ultra runner, John as an adventure racer, have you got any advice to, to stay active, to keep training for events, a little bit of inspiration? Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd certainly say, you know, I find it still necessary to get out for some exercise um, for your mental and physical health. I think now is as more important than ever before. And, and obviously whilst respecting the social distancing requirements and, and group sizes and what have you, um, and I really compliment um, those businesses, gyms and what have you, who have you know, managed to restructure what they do as physical classes into you know, virtual classes online and things like that. So whether it's uh, going out for a run by yourself and, or, or tapping into some online classes, then, you know, I'm no expert, but that'd be my recommendation for what I reckon is just keep doing what we all love and, and um, whilst being respectful of others at the same time. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. And uh, yeah, you do have to, I guess, be a little bit mentally a little bit stronger in that, um, you know, your social training sessions where you might go out for a group ride or whatever of having to take a back seat, you um just have to be a little bit stronger to say, okay, I'm going to go out and do something on my own and whether that's paddling out into the middle of the ocean and not seeing anyone. Um, it's actually not too bad at times, but <laughs> that's yeah. what you have to do. But it can certainly, uh, I guess, impact on your motivation levels. So stick at it. And even I'm having a go at online yoga classes, if you can believe that. I actually can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Do you put your leggings on, Tom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full leotard only. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a massive step in the use of technology, John. So online yoga and an online podcast this morning, recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, time, so. I'm a big embracer of technology. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see pretty clearly, we're all embracing new technologies and getting a little bit more creative about how we do things. Uh, John and Sam, we won't keep you for too much longer. We know you've got a lot to get on with, day-to-day um, -day management of events and schedule and all the rest. Uh, it's been incredibly tough months for Rapid Ascent. You've had to lay off staff internally and event crew that we have out on event days. They're all on hold. 
uh, for the time being. Uh, we thank you very much for your time this morning. Any final words that you'd like to say to the audience and the listeners out there this morning? Well, keep training, stay fit and uh, stay positive. Well, mine's actually more of a personal message to you, Ben, because um, you're, this is your last day or second last day with us and we, we can't even shake your hand and look you in the eye and, and wish you well. So uh, that's, that's, that's obviously some of the, just the hard, the so hard aspect of the, uh, the ramifications of the virus is the personal aspect of letting go uh, team members and, and breaking apart what has been a, a fantastic Rapid Ascent family. And um, so, you know, my thanks actually go to you and, and to our other colleagues who um, are no longer employed by Rapid Ascent, um, certainly at the moment, or have, have, um, have accepted far fewer hours or days a week of work than they're accustomed to. So, um, you know, it's through no fault of your own nor anybody else. And we sympathise with anybody who's uh, lost their job or have been put into some particularly harsh times, whether it's financially or socially or mental healthily um, as a result of this. And, you know, I guess we all try our best to stay strong and, and wish each other, you know, the best of luck and best of good health. Well, thank you, Sam. Really appreciate that. Very kind words. And it's been an absolute privilege hosting the Rapid Ascent podcast. We've done this will be our 12th episode, so looking back to think we would have done 12 episodes and had nearly 10,000 downloads, I think it's just been way above expectations. Like I thought in the beginning if three or four people listened to this, then it might be, might be worthwhile, but nearly 10,000 downloads later, it's been, it's been a big hit and a lot of fun, so thank you very much. Well, well done to you for creating it. Yep, thank you, Ben.